This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Ying.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to Living Fearlessly with your host, Lisa McDonald. My mama told me when I was young, we're all on superstars. She pulled my hair with my lipstick on, in a glass of purple dry. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so very much for joining me, rejoining me again on this lovely Friday morning. My name is Lisa McDonald, host of Living Fearlessly with the Contact Talk Radio Network. Listenership spans to 145 countries. 220 TV, radio, terrestrial satellites, and the potential for millions of iTunes downloads. Before I formally introduce my guest of today, I just want to, as I always do in my intro, I want to publicly thank the loyal listeners, the podcast subscribers, my corporate sponsors, inclusive of AHA That, Forever, and Halt and Honda. I also want to remind people that following the live show, you can find the podcast link of each guest's interview of each week, also on my host page, Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald, on on the C-Suite Radio Network. So who is my phenomenal guest of today? Well, my guest is a brilliant woman by the name of Janet Wizawadi. Janet is a retired Royal Canadian Mounted Police Emergency Dispatcher. For those outside of Canada, it is a sense of pride having been a civilian member for 30 years with the National Police Force and has been married to a retired member of the RCMP since 1972. As a result of some of the emergency calls she took, Janice's job led her to experience PTSD, ultimately leading her on a journey to recovery and to her post-career of coaching, mentoring, facilitating workshops, writing, and becoming an international speaker, most recently speaking and facilitating a workshop in Costa Rica. Her title is Chief Connector. She connects people with self by guiding them forward and connecting them to others that will help them continue within their own journey. A forever student, multiple certifications, two of which are with Jack Canfield in the Success Principles, Janet continues to teach, mentor, and speak as she travels experiencing different cultures and meeting amazing people from all over the world. One major accomplishment includes speaking at the United Nations in 2017, and Janet's identified goals includes to create more wealth so she can serve more people all over the globe in addition to returning to university when she is 90 years of age quite the repertoire welcome to the show janet how are you my friend thanks uh, i'm doing very well thank you well i just want to say i want to give some some background um information here just so that the people who are listening to us from all over the globe would know that you're extra special to me one because not only are like a track tribe and I'm, I'm just very much um you resonate with me on so many different levels janet but for people who are tuning in today janet is also one of my mentoring clients and i have to say that i learn just as much from janet as what she perceivably believes that she learns for me and so to be on this journey with you janet i can't say how grateful i am to you yeah it's been an amazing one so uh i'm very grateful to uh for you having come into your life and that came from a lady i had interviewed so Absolutely. Quite interesting. Well, again, I mean, we're one degree of separation. And, you know, as much as people want to preface the world as being a big place, I think once you start getting really focused and really clear on the people who are in the same space of paying it forward and being of service and really being clear on what their passions and their purpose are and being cognizant of, of things such as leadership and legacy, it really becomes small. The world really becomes small and it really does become one degree of separation. So the fact that we are connected and we are in the same tribe, I just want to say how grateful, immensely grateful I am to you, Janet, and how thoroughly impressed I am by everything that you continue to do, which I want to delve in because I want to share your yumminess with everybody who's tuned in. And of course, later we'll give you an opportunity to plug where people can find you and connect with you either because they want an initial consult or they want to bring you aboard to speak or, or whatever the case may be. Um, so you and I, in preparation for this conversation, 
we had had a really beautiful conversation on the phone earlier this week. And I think a great way to open this up, just so people can get a real scope of, of the core of your humanity and your spirit and your heart, is why don't we talk about Manuel, and maybe you can give some, some insight as to who Manuel is, what this is all about, and why this is important. Well, recently I uh, was on a program in uh, Costa Rica and with 13 other amazing Canadian women that uh, we did masterminding and videoing and workshops and did some uh, contribution. So we went to a school uh, that actually had an organic garden attached to it. And this school was from preschool to uh, grade six. But on our journey one afternoon, when we were in the um, in the village of La Fortuna or the town of La Fortuna, we came across this young boy who was weaving, and I don't know whether they're palm fronds or how you call them, but he was weaving and making all kinds of beautiful things. He made a grasshopper, he made a heart, and uh, anyways, there were about five or six of us together, and he just approached us and handed it to us, and and just basically said hello, and he spoke a little bit of English, and uh, wanted a donation. And so when we told him we were for Canada, because we commented on his English, he just, he just, his face lit up, and he just says, hockey! <laughs> and and he, just, he just captured our hearts right then and there. But as the journey goes, we, we did each give him a little bit of money. But we found out later, a couple of days later, he showed up where we were at an organic uh, restaurant. And we found out that he's 13. He's in, uh, he's from Nicaragua and he's there by himself in, in Costa Rica. And uh, unbeknownst to us, there's apparently a civil war going on there. And he had been injured and unknown if his family is still around. We don't know. But uh, a couple of us have decided to adopt them where we can and have uh, left money at the restaurant so that he can at least have a healthy meal uh, every day. And, uh, yeah, a contribution Beautiful. and giving back is so important to me. There's so much. We will, as, as much as people do not think maybe that they are wealthy, we are so much more wealthier in this country than so many other people. Absolutely. And so a few things came to mind as you were talking about that. And of course, things had come to mind when you originally brought this beautiful story to light in our own personal conversation, Janet. But, you know, again, I, it's very important to discount. People always wonder in what ways they can contribute. People always sometimes make the presumption that you have to be wealthy or you have to be a so-called philanthropist in which to be a contributor or a donator or, you know, a servant leader or rolling up your sleeves. I mean, just simply asking the question, what can I do? And it doesn't have to fall on the shoulders of one particular person. If there's a few people that want to partner up and put things in the pot, or at least, you know, let this person, this human being know whether you ever see them again or not, that this is going to be somebody who's left an imprint on your spirit. This is somebody who, even if they feel alone, they feel isolated or unsupported or forgotten or dismissed by the rest of society or based on their own personal circumstances that put them where they are today. Uh, that doesn't mean that that's exactly what's going to happen, of course, to you and the other people who came to know Manuel and support him. So I think this is just a general opportunity reminder to let people know there's always an opportunity. There's always somebody in which to serve. And every little contribution means so much. And I mean, I'm sure you just, in that particular example, Janet, and for that uh, person, Manuel, I'm sure that you completely uplifted his spirits and probably restored a lot of faith in his own feelings around humanity. Yeah, um, and just to make a note for people, we didn't just randomly give him money. He's on the street, so we don't know who would take that from him. And uh, so we had connected with a tour company where they uh, the woman is who the owner speaks English very well. She uh, is, knows the owner of the restaurant very well, and she will keep us, uh, you know, advised on how he's doing. So, uh, yes, we did give him donations, but we also made sure that he was cared for for at least the next month and hopefully as long as he's there. But 
Beautiful. We never know the difference we could make in his life. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully it, he'll remember that and do that when he's in a better position as he gets older. Absolutely. No doubt about it. And so what I love about this, Janet, is, you know, I, I find that the people who tend to be the empaths, the people who tend to be the nurturers, the people who are very cognizant of what's going on with other people, either in unspoken word, spoken word, just being very cognizant of body language or knowing when somebody's down and out. That type of insight, that type of awareness uh, usually is birthed out of people having gone through their own experiences, understanding very personally what it means to be faced with adversity and trials and tribulations. And so, you know, going back to the top of the hour here, when I made reference in the bio about your uh, post-traumatic stress disorder as a result of vicarious trauma you would have experienced in the role of taking in all these incoming calls and, and hearing some things that general society isn't privy to. I mean, in addition to that, why do you think, based on what you've gone through, you are who you are today? And these are this is embedded into your personality and your DNA going forward forever. <clears throat> well, children are very important to me, but mm-hmm. also, um, you know, just about anybody. Uh, we all have gone through uh, some challenges. And um, the my journey through post-traumatic stress disorder has led me to be more aware of how grateful I am to mm-hmm. have the people around me and, uh, and to give back that that's so there were so many people there and, and giving back, I don't mean monetarily, like it's not always about money, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's about support, about being there and holding someone's hand. And, uh, I really, really am grateful to all the people that helped me on that journey. And so giving back is is part of that. And and let's face it, I'm still on that journey. Mm-hmm. Um, I just had a Reiki session the other day and more stuff came up. So it's 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 a journey on itself. Mm-hmm. But uh, this uh, Reiki treatment was gifted to me. And so it, it goes all over, you know, um, the part about the PTSD and the calls, what people don't realize is when they call an emergency line and they say, please fire ambulance, I was the person on the police side that mm-hmm. would take that call. And some of the, the ones that led to my PTSD had to do with the suicide, uh, a child in the middle of the night whose mother was being beat up by a boyfriend. You know, we take mm-hmm. these calls and we bury them down in order for us to um, be able to help the people on the line and get help to them. And the part about being the dispatcher is the helplessness. Yeah. You know, I'm a grandmother. Like it, when I took that call of that little girl, like all I could think of is my own granddaughter and how she was, you know, cozy up in bed in a safe place. And this poor little girl had to go through this. So, you know, um, just, you know, I want people to understand that uh, people on the other end are, are also human. Mm-hmm. And uh, we go through a lot, but we also have a lot to give. Absolutely. Absolutely, Janet. So when you think back to some of the calls that you were on the receiving end of and the cumulative calls that over the span of time of you having been there for 30 years, um, at what point did you start to recognize within yourself, call it burnout, call it PTSD, call it, okay, self-care here is really lacking, or you just felt that state of overwhelm and the duress? I had no idea, no idea that I was on that journey. Um, And looking back, there are clues, right? So things leave clues. So I had over the all the years, I've had different medical challenges and that. But what happened, I was in a car accident and not just one car accident was the last car accident of four in 10 years. And this one literally put me on my ass and made Mm -hmm. me sit. And uh, then there was one night I call the night, the mask crack that all, all these memories started coming up and I knew I needed help and uh, sought out somebody, not the first, the first psychologist I saw, I wouldn't give two cents for. So I I really want to iterate to everyone that if you are going through something and you're looking for someone to help you, if you do not feel comfortable with that person, do not stay with them, find Mm -hmm. someone else. 
And I did find a psychologist that I could work with that was amazing. She gave me some amazing tools. So in, in answer, really, I didn't know. I didn't know until after I'd gone through with the psychologist and that it was almost like uh, God was giving me these messages and I wasn't paying attention. So he gave me a two by four. So really watch. <laughs> right. Yeah. He me out for, I was off work for, for nearly a year and um, it took a lot of people to put me back together together uh, again. But Listen to yourself, like go within, like if you are having health issues, Mm -hmm. everything starts from within. If you're burying a memory or something, you may have no idea what it is, but uh, just be careful. If things start happening, like accidents and stuff that I would, and I, let me be very clear, I was not the instigator of these accidents. I just happened to be in them. (laughs) I was not dry, you know, I was not the person who hit me. Or hit someone, and uh, but there were health issues like endometriosis. I had fibromyalgia. Like it was a continual thing. So, please look back on your life and, and look if there's telltale signs that maybe something's going on that you have internalized that your body is trying to get out. And, Absolutely. Uh, you know, Absolutely. I'm 65 now, and I'm doing things that I couldn't do at 40. Beautiful. Beautiful. And there's no coincidence to that, right? But once you get on that path of self-awareness, personal growth, personal development, getting very clear about what your purpose is here, who else along the way you want to anchor up, uh, and what it is that you're endeavoring to do, your passions, all of that, it is truly the mind-body-spirit connection. And so if you give too much to one aspect, other things therefore start to suffer. Um, so let me just, you know, I want to move on to other things, but I do want to just kind of wrap up the subject with the PTSD. So I believe, as a lot of people do, not unique to myself, of course, a lot of the growth, the true growth that comes out of um, self-evolution, self-awareness, really is based on, I believe, contrast. So you can't really appreciate or understand the depth and the core meaning of gratitude if you've not been in a position where you have felt, um, and even then you can still obviously be grateful. But when you can look at the the, the dualities of uh, abundance or um, feeling impoverished or, you know, having good health, having poor health, all of those things. If, if you've been in a situation in your life where you fall into that category of the have-nots, if you kind of cross over to feeling or gleaning or a glimmer of what it is to be the have, have good health, have abundance, have joy in your spirit, have direction, have self-discipline, focus, all those things, then I think the understanding of gratitude as the example, it becomes more magnified, it becomes more accentuated, it becomes more meaningful and purpose-driven. So if we go back to the PTSD And the contrast that you can recognize uh, as a result of connecting the dots in your own journey, Janet, would you say prior to the acknowledgement of the PTSD and what was unfolding, the residuals that came out of that, would you have classified yourself prior to that as somebody who is fairly intuitive, somebody who is innately aware, inherently aware of who you were as a person in terms of trusting intuition, uh, trusting your instincts? Definitely. And, uh, that very very much goes along with our job like some of that's some of the calls we take our gut instinct whether yeah. they're going to go sideways or not and uh it, but the other thing is is that's what i lost i didn't realize i had lost that mm-hmm. and uh so when i i talk about the ptsd and i share to people what had happened and i didn't realize till after i had had treatment is there was no color left in my life. I was not having fun in my life. I wasn't that joyful person I had been. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, people who are listening, if they have somebody in their life that has changed, their personality has changed a little bit, just be aware that there might be something else going on. Now it's like everything's colorful for me. I have fun. I do adventure. I study wherever I can. I travel all over because I'm alive and I might not have been. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And so to the loyal listeners, because I mean, this is, you know, my, my priority outside of doing, 
justice to the guest who I'm showcasing. But, you know, it's really the loyal listeners who have put, put us on the map here. So for people who are listening because they're looking to sponge up all the yumminess and the nuggets and the insights and the wealth of wisdom that each of my guests brings each and every week, you know, when you're talking about PTSD, when you're talking about self-care, when you're talking about colorless life versus putting the color back into your life and having that infused, what would be the one core essential piece of advice that you would then impart to the listening audience, Janet? Just be aware. Um, and I'm going to go back to uh, a post I had, uh, a blog post I did on my website uh, quite some time ago when the uh, uh, there was a movie that came out, The American Sniper. Mm-hmm. And my husband, now remember my husband was also a police officer. He is retired now. And before I had ever joined the force, there was one day he had come home or I had come home and things just didn't seem right. He sort of snapped at me and and just different things happened. And I found out later that he had attended uh, a file where two children the same age as our children had died. Mm. And so I didn't find out about this till three weeks later. But when I watched that movie, American Sniper, there was a scene there where it showed the man uh, with a, a army scene going in his head. And then it scanned the room and the TV wasn't on. And uh, I called it silence because then I then I realized how much, sorry, it's okay. how much that was probably my husband at that time. And I was, I had no idea. So... You probably have people on the line whose families in the military or whatever. When they're sitting like that, you don't know what's going on in the head or what the memories that are coming back. Mm. Please be patient and and just, you know, pray. Mm -hmm. Ask for help yourself. You know, all we can do is be there. And uh, Les has been there for me. And uh, I have a better understanding of him, uh, you know, what he went through when I started with the force. So it's just stuff like that. Just It's just awareness. If somebody has changed and something has happened or they've come back, please fire, whatever. And, you know, I just want to also make a point here. It does not have to be a first responder. I had a friend who was the first on a scene of a motor vehicle accident where somebody she knew had been killed in it. People listen. She died four years later of cancer. Please take care of yourselves. We do not know what we internalize. Beautiful. Well, I want to say thank you for that. And I know that you got you teared up there. And I just want to say this is why I really love uh, working with you, Janet. And I love everything about you because I want to also uh, dispel people. I want to dispel the myth. People think that vulnerability is a weakness And this is why I think a lot of people, to go back to some of your points here, which are very well taken and very important to emphasize why people internalize things, particularly people who wear uniforms, particularly people who are are perceived as, you know, heroes, people who are supposed to be, you know, all methodical, all together, on their game all the time. But when you have to wear that face and you've got to step into crisis, and I mean, we all understand crisis on different levels, as you pointed out, whether you wear the uniform or you're uh, a crisis responder or not, it doesn't matter. We've all been through different things that have impacted us. And it's important to understand that vulnerability is a strength because when we can identify and get real and acknowledge as opposed to suppress and deny what's really going on within us. Not only do we lift and get that stuff out of our body so that perhaps depending on your school of thought, it doesn't morph into a disease or it doesn't cripple you in some other way, either spiritually or mentally, uh, physically, whatever the case may be, get it out. You know, you, we all fall within to certain statistics, you know, um, you're not alone, no matter what you've gone through or how unique you think your individualized circumstances are, there is always somebody there who wouldn't only be equipped to help you either in a mentoring, coaching or therapy, uh, therapeutic capacity. Uh, but there's other people out there who also probably feel equally alone, get it out and start to see how life starts to then rebuild and what healing is all about. Um, Being vulnerable, I'm telling you people, it's a strength. It is not a weakness. Please ask for help. 
please find out the resources that you can tap into that are specific to your problem. Turn to somebody who you can trust and confide in and let yourself be assisted in the process. You don't have to go it alone, even if you feel as though you are alone. So, Janet, this is good stuff. This is, you know, especially right now in current times, when we hear about elevated suicide rates, when we look at the culture and the divide within politics and what that's doing to people outside of party lines, um, you know, there's a lot of divisiveness and, and perceivable darkness right now that's clouding. Uh, we see that in terms of unfortunate death as a result of global warming and these things that are happening with the fires in California. And it just seems to be one tragedy repeatedly um, imparted to the rest of us. And so, you know, how do you, how do you, with you having had your 30 years of experience, but also knowing that the world goes on and yes, there's good stuff that happens, but there's also, it's always usually the bad stuff that's reported day in and day out. How do you not go down that rabbit hole of feeling depressed or it triggering some of the memories or experiences you would have had in your prior vocation? How do you now, uh, heal yourself? How do you, how do you keep yourself, um, not unfazed because that means you're desensitized and therefore, you know, you, but how do you keep yourself from going down that rabbit hole again? Well, I'll use one of Jack Canfield's things. Surround yourself with the five people you want to be. Beautiful. Or, you know, don't, uh, I don't watch the news. Very mm-hmm. rarely do I watch the news. Um, that started Louise Hay. Louise yeah. Hay in the 80s, and uh, for the people who don't know her, Hay House Publishing was Louise Hay, mm-hmm. and she wrote a book, You Can Heal Your Life, and I read it in the 80s. And uh, so I have been on a, a journey of healing, so I was very aware, probably more aware than, than a lot of people, that. Uh, but sometimes we still need that two-by-four. Mm-hmm. Um, Jack Canfield says he doesn't watch the news either, but if there's something important, somebody will tell him. And that's so true. You it don't is have true. to sit and listen to that. But there are good stories. You you go online, there's Facebook pages, there's gratitude. We don't have to get caught up. And really, we it's so easy to get caught up in the gossip and the stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. just who do you want to be? Really, that is the question. Who do you want to be? Because if you want to be that happy, successful, and I don't mean successful in the means of multitudes of dollars, I mean successful in in the feeling good about your life and doing good. And if, if that's what you want to be, then find those people to hang with. Uh, I attend, I go to conferences, I surround myself, like Jack Canfield has the most amazing uh, family, and I call us a family, I've been training with Mm -hmm. him since 2010, you know, I've met some of the most wonderful people through him and through other workshops I've done, and, Mm -hmm. but I need to keep moving forward, and uh, so same like this trip that I took to Costa Rica with these amazing women, and uh, stuff, you, you know, you choose, really, life is a choice. You mm-hmm. choose what kind of life you want and then go after it. And that that is what I do, right? Uh, I had people that helped me and now I am that person that works with you. When you're finished your treatment and like me, when I finished with my psychologist and she said I didn't need to see her anymore, I said, oh my God, now what? And mm-hmm. so I had to find my own journey. So I'm that now what for anybody that's in there to say, okay, what do you want? Let's talk through it and let's guide you. And that I can connect people with just about anybody to help them on their journey. Beautiful. Well, going back to what you said about Jack Canfield, I was very honored and and privileged to have interviewed him as well as his cohort, his uh his partner in crime there, uh, Patty Aubrey, both stellar individuals. And um, so when we look back on your training and you having been involved with him for X amount of years, you know, what are some of the key core principles, the success principles that you continue to incorporate in your daily life? Because we know when we're in a training course and we're in the presence of people like Jack Canfield and all the other people, it's a big bubble. It's a love fest. It's, you know, but what do you do to sustain that when you're back on your own and you're reflecting upon the things that you've learned, you know, this is where we know some people can fall off the wagon and go, I, I can only, I can only implement these things if I happen to be in that actual high vibing environment. 
But the real key is taking what you've learned, incorporating it into your own daily regimen and staying disciplined with that. So which, which principles most resonate with you and how do you keep yourself on the straight and narrow and focused with that, Janet? Well, the very first principle, which is take 100% responsibility for your life. Yeah. And it's E plus R equals O is the equation that Jack has in his book. And he was taught that. And it's mm-hmm. the event plus your response equals the outcome. So when an event happens, you have choice. You can react to it negatively. You can say, oh, what am I supposed to learn from this? Because I learn from these things all the time. Or where can, you know, and that has the outcome. And so um, just give you a quick example. My husband, somebody phoned me and said my husband was having an affair. So that was the event. My response was to go and have coffee with him and say, so are you having an affair? And the outcome is we're still married 47 years later. So there could have been other, uh, other things. The response could have been pack up my kids and leave. Mm-hmm. just on somebody else's hearsay or or get mad but not show up until we decide to have an argument somewhere down the road and him not having a clue what it was about so that that's a you know what um perfect a thing but it it's definitely you know the event when it happens so my car accident was the event my mm-hmm. re- my response was uh, to it was not and i want to make this clear usually i i had three before where i was angry Mm-hmm. This time I wasn't angry. My response wasn't angry. Uh, and uh, it led to my depression and, and to, anyways, it to my diagnosis, mm-hmm. right? So it was a gift. I had several things that were life-threatening I did not know were happening in my body until after that car accident when they were caring for me that they found. So we can find positive things anywhere to go on to our journey. But if somebody's depressed, there is a saying that says depression is a deep hurt, you know, is uh, anger gone within. Mm. So in this case, I wasn't angry at the guy who hit me. Mm-hmm. But I also wasn't in that space where I was active and stuff. I was I was down in the dumps. So look at depression. There's probably something way deeper than that and an anger or something maybe that somebody's not dealing with. And uh that, of course, came out in, when I was working with the psychologist. But the other one is ask. Mm-hmm. You know, I uh, recently uh, was sent some information about doing, um, uh, filling out an application for a grant. I'd never done one before. So I went to my Jack Canfield uh, Facebook page uh, and said, okay, I have this ask. And, and one of the women, I'd never met her personally. She'd just gone through the Jack Canfield training says, Oh, I used to write grants and I used to review grants and she helped me. So, you know, the ask is important. And, and sometimes we get caught up in our own, own arena of people. So just to give an example of that, I was on a call last night and this lady just marketing to her her client base, but she has a product that would serve so many people that could be all over the world, but she's only seeing this small part, this client base. So, you know, look beyond what is already in your life because Mm -hmm. people are there and you never know why you'll meet somebody. My husband met somebody in an airport in Phoenix, we ended up, and she lives in Quebec, we're in Alberta, and we're house-sitting in Ontario over Christmas, and they invited us to their place an hour away for thanks or for uh, New Year's Eve. Like, how better does that get? Some people are scared of strangers, but you know, you never know where it's going to lead you. So yes, beware, but also be open, because mm-hmm. it's in that openness that we can receive something beautiful. And we're friends to this day. This happened a, uh, a year ago, and uh, I'm still supporting her. She just did a fundraising herself. And, you know, I have friends all over the world, but it's because of Jack Canfield and other training I've done and just being open, just being mm-hmm. open. 
Beautiful. Well, you've said a couple things there that are very key that, again, I want to kind of like digress a little bit and, and really extrapolate. So when you talk about, you know, ask, and we talk about this all the time, and I want to go back to the person you were talking about the product too, and how it's kind of, she could be doing so much bigger on the global scale with it. You know, we do, because we do sometimes and subconsciously, we hold on to these false scripts, wherever it came from, whether it be in our upbringing, whether it be in the community, the schools, you know, sometimes we tend to buy into what people have, um, have embedded within us to say, these are your limitations. This is how high you can go. This is what you can do. This is what you should believe in. Therefore, by contrast, this is what you not should believe in. This is what you, you know, just play small. And, When we become an adult, and we talked about this too earlier, you know, choice. When you get to be an adult, regardless of the circumstances where you felt like you were under someone else's thumb or you were of age where you couldn't speak out and defend yourself, whatever the case may be, but when you embark upon becoming an adult, you do have the opportunity to make those choices and you do have the the choice to question to what degree do I subscribe to this? Does this serve me? Does this ideology really serve me? And if it doesn't, why am I holding on to it? And oftentimes people choose to hold on to it even though they know it's eating them up inside and they're walking around feeling conflicted as a human being um, because they're, they're more worried about losing people, losing people's friendship, losing family members' love, um, losing people's acceptance. Well, you know, for people who really claim to love you, they will love you in such a way that they would only want you to fly and soar and, and be of true honor and spirit to yourself. And so when you talk about the person who has a product, again, you know, I have to, I automatically think, okay, why, why would anybody who fits that description or that example be inclined to play small? Obviously there's still some work that has to go on there because for myself, anything that I've endeavored to do, I'm not here to just placate my community. I've got a bigger message, uplifting people to fear less and to live more. That needs to be taken to the masses, no differently than what you're doing in your work when you go to Costa Rica or where you do these traveling and you look at other people in which you can help, even if you never see them again, or taking the public stage as an international speaker uh, or blogging or whatever the case may be, you're using all your vehicles, global vehicles, to get the message out there of what truly sets your heart on fire, what you feel so impassioned and and have a conviction in which to impart to everybody. So let's talk about some of the subject matters specifically. When you're giving a talk, Janet, you know, what are the things that jazz you up the most? What do you feel most a calling to talk about? That you have the power to change. Yes. You have the power to change anything in your life. And even if that's just how you view it. But if somebody has a dream and they've always had a dream, you know, it may not turn out the way you thought. Like I, and just to give you an example, I found a piece of paper that I must have written in school. I don't know how many years ago or how old I was. And it says, I want to fly above the clouds. And I, at that time, wanted to be a flight attendant. In those days, we called them stewardesses. I liked the little hat they were wearing. Anyway, I was too, <laughs> I was too short and wore glasses, so I could not be a stewardess. And things have changed. Yeah. And uh, but I, when I, the first time I flew up to the Baffin Islands to work, I realized I was flying above the clouds, and I've got all kinds of pictures of that because you know I may not have shown, shown up as a flight attendant flying all over the place. But I do now fly a lot, and I do fly above the clouds. And there are many times somebody else is footing the bill for that that flight. So, you know, we may think that we have a vision of what our lives will be in one thing, but I can tell you right now, my life is way, way better and more fun and exciting than I could have ever dreamed when I got married at 18. Wow, beautiful. Well, what you said just segues back to an old adage that that, uh, came to mind. It's like life is what happens when you're busy making plans, right? Yeah, and there's another saying, you have a plan and God has a plan. Believe Mm -hmm. me, God's plan is going to be the one that's going to pan out. But in saying that, you have to take that first step. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, there's a story about a man drowning and he said to God, why didn't you save me? And God says, I sent you a boat. I sent you this. I sent you a life raft. I sent you this. Mm-hmm. You know, we still have to take that step. It's not going to just happen over and it might be helping one person. It might be, uh, who knows, it might be writing an article that is just something that you wanted to say and could change somebody's life. I met somebody the other day. Uh, in 2011, she said to me, what you said to me made me relook at my life. She was my career advisor mm-hmm. in the RCMP, and I had chosen to leave the RCMP, take early retirement, because I knew if I stayed, I'd die in that job, mm-hmm. because it was killing me. And uh, she, she said that uh, not long after that, she left too, and she's got a whole new career. So I had no idea in 2011 I made that difference just by what I said beautiful well you said something else too you know universal signs and symbols they are everywhere and people are oftentimes and I've been guilty of this myself of being oblivious to it it doesn't matter if things are like smacking you in the head as you said that the two by four um but if you if your receptive mode is open if you are really open and receptive to whatever shows up because you want the yumminess in life. You want the alignment with great people, vibe attracting tribe. You're committed to operating at your highest vibrational level. You're committed to being a servant leader. You know, you put all of that yummy stuff together and this is how you, uh, you know, play out your life and navigate your journey every single day. Then you start to become really crystal clear and cognizant of the universal signs and symbols which are forever presenting themselves, a.k.a. opportunities, collaboration, partnership, travel, uh, wonderful people in which to serve, peers, colleagues. I mean, the, the list is endless for what you can invite into your life. It's there. It's there for the receiving. It's there for the taking. It's there for the giving. Um, but a lot of people just can't see outside their mired circumstances or they can't get past their nine to five or, you know, every day being, uh, you know, a repeat of the day before groundhog day. It doesn't have to be that way. And again, it goes back to what you said, which I talk about consistently on this program. It's, we are all presented with choices. And even some of the people who I've interviewed who have had the most difficult challenges, whether it be English not being their second language, or they're an immigrant, or they came from a family of suicide, depression, or they experienced that themselves, it doesn't matter. It's not about being judgmental. These are the people themselves who will say, yeah, these are things that afflicted me. These are things that touched me and affected me. Um, but I got to a point in my life where it's like enough is enough. Like I don't have to choose this for myself and it doesn't have to be a pity party and it doesn't have to be victimology and it doesn't have to be life is only here to be hard. No, I can make choices for myself. So what needs to change? Is it my environment? Is it my so-called friends? Is it my family? Is it how I'm utilizing my time energetically, whether it's watching CNN or whether it's getting back in touch with nature? Is it reading good books or is it reading, you know, the the ills of society, which we all know exists? But I mean, where are you putting your time, attention and energy? What are you focusing on? Because as we know, what you choose to focus on, again, choice being key word, is what grows stronger. So if you're focusing on negativity, pessimism, skepticism, all that stuff, well, what do you think is going to continually show up in your life? More of the same. There's no coincidence to that. Conversely, if you are more apt to focus on the yummy stuff, the great stuff, the lovely stuff, the beautiful stuff, the bright spirits of this world, uh, the great opportunities that are in this world, then what do you think is going to continually show up? more of the same, not a coincidence. Uh, so I love that you preface some of those signs and symbols, Janet, and talking about being receptive and really reinforcing ask. Because if you don't ask, the answer is always going to be no. Yes, that at that and something else came to mind when you were talking is when something happens to you, and, I, and this is something that I, I am fully aware of for myself as well, when you're judging somebody or you make a judgment, look back at yourself. Look in that mirror. Where mm. do you, like, if, if you're frustrated with somebody or, if you know, where do you do that? Yeah. You know, they're a mirror. People are a mirror of us. And um, 
so that if something keeps continually happening and certain people show up in your life, what is it that really irritates you about that? And how do you do that? And where? Absolutely. Absolutely. That is so true. I mean, and, and, and every, we are a mirror of each other. We're all learning from each other, even if it's people that we say, oh, you know, I, I can't get behind that or that person's racist or that person. Well, you know, let's own our own stuff first, truly, because we all have biases. We all have judgments. Um, you know, it, it doesn't mean that we don't more so err on the side of being a good human being and making better choices and being really part of the solution as opposed to part of the problem when it comes to being a humanitarian, uh, being a contributor versus a contaminator. Um, but there are things within ourselves, again, even at the subconscious level that we might not be acknowledging or aware of at the conscious level, that there's always work to be done. And if you're somebody who is committed to personal growth, evolution of self, really getting uh, clear on who you are as a human being, then you're going to challenge yourself and your beliefs and everything first and foremost before feeling the inclination to point the finger externally outside of you. Definitely. Absolutely. Life, my motto is life's a team sport and when we all work together, miracles happen. Well, that's right. And everybody else's win. It, you know, your win is my win, Janet. You know, it's yeah. not about what's going on in my world separate from you. We're all in this together. This is a collective experience here, yeah. people. <laughs> We're sharing that space. It is. Right. We're sharing space. There's enough. There's enough life uh, learned evidence to substantiate and to support that where people might feel isolated. But we're still we're part of the collective. You got to sometimes as important as it is to look within yourself. It's also sometimes important to look outside of yourself and get that balance between the two. And what do you want? You know, yes. What do you really want and who are you? Like, who mm -hmm. do you want to be? One of the biggest, neatest exercises I ever did was to write my own obituary. Mm. What do I want people to say about me when I'm gone? Mm -hmm. You know, you know it, it said, do you want to be Scrooge or do you want to be uh, who you really are inside? Because truly, I believe everyone inside has that gift that that uh, the world is waiting for and who do you want to be like mm -hmm. who are the people in your life that made an impact you know think of how they made you feel what mm -hmm. they did when you were making you know when you felt that way do some research into your own life think back to when you were a child what made you laugh and be happy how can you bring that back into your life absolutely Absolutely. Well, you know, these are important points. And I know that the message in which you're sharing with us and you're using some really beautiful, tangible, visible uh, result, um, sorry, examples here to illustrate your point. People love stories. You're naturally a storyteller. You've got your own story. You've, you continually acquire more stories as somebody who's committed to traveling uh, and, and learning other cultures and and learning what it is you don't know, because we, we, we all are walking around in some aspect of space of we don't know what we don't know. Uh, so knowing that to be true, Janet, you know, what are some of the things that are continually surprising you about yourself, knowing that you're someone who's on a daily basis committed to learning and growing? That years ago, I made a difference in someone's life. We, it's... It's amazing. I read a piece I shared on Facebook recently, and it was, you never know when you shine your light who you're going to touch. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we all have our down times, and, and I'm no different, and wonder why am I doing this. And, and, then, and then somebody comes up to me and says, you know what, I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for you. Mm -hmm. And I think, wow, what did I do? But you know what, I'm just, I'm a teacher, you, you teach what you need to learn. And uh, so I'm forever practicing that. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I love to travel and gather things and I read a lot. And so I can, I have that information to share. And uh, it's all about moving forward. <laughs> I told a shaman one time, I says, I feel like I'm being pushed to do this job. <laughs> and she said, she said to me, what if it was a magnet and you're being drawn to it? Like just think of the different connotations. So changing our words, and, and that's another yes. certification I have is neurolinguistic programming, timeline therapy, and hypnotherapy. You know, I learn all the time. I don't sit in my office and do only one thing. But when I work with a client, all my, all my teachings and learnings and, and 
all my guides come in to help with the answers for them. So uh, I don't come into this alone, boy. My guides are right there with me and my friends. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's a journey that I I am grateful to be on. Sometimes it's not easy. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but life is a journey. It absolutely uh, is. I've chosen to have fun and to be open to change. And I'm very blessed to have uh, a partner that supports me on that and uh, puts up with all my idiosyncrasies. (laughs) Well, I'm quite sure that's a two-way street because we all have them, all of us. Mm -hmm. But um, so, you know, so yes, you are a teacher. You are also a student. And, you know, there's so many different wonderful things that are going on for you. And, of course, being cognizant of time, these interviews always go way too quickly for my liking. And that's not to say that you're, you have an open standing invitation, Janet, to come back at any time. Uh, but knowing that we've got a few minutes here before we have to part ways and wrap up the show, you know, where can people reach out to you? If people want an initial consult, if people want to know where they can seek you out to be a speaker or to attend one of your talks, where can people connect with you best? You know, they can uh, they can call me. Uh, my phone number is 780-983-0840. Um, they can email me. And if anybody's listening to the show, uh, if you put in your, uh, like in the contents, like my, my brain's gone here, you know, in the, the title, uh, mm-hmm. the Living Fearlessly with uh, Lisa, then I'll know where, where you came in from and uh, be happy to answer any questions. I also have my website and a new app, like uh, uh, I think you, you're familiar with the app. Yes. Uh, the uh personal development app uh if you download it on your phone the app is free uh my content will be up there shortly and uh, then i can also have a website called family connect and that's i chose family well my granddaughter's children family connect and connect is spelled c-o-n-n-e-k-t dot com because i believe we're a human family Beautiful. You're absolutely right there. Well, Janet, I just want to say thank you very much for the gift of your time. I want to say thank you for entrusting me as somebody uh, who you've sought out to um, work with you in tandem as a mentor. Uh, Again, I learn just as much from you as you learn from me. I love the synergies between us and I respect, appreciate and value everything you're doing in terms of the impact that you're making on this world and will only continue to do so. So to the listening audience, I want to thank you once again for taking taking time out of your hectic schedule to connect with myself and Janet today here on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. I want to thank once again my corporate sponsors, which are inclusive of Forever, AHA, That, and Halton Honda. And I want to remind people that following the live show, you can eventually find the link of each guest's interview each week. Also on my host page, Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald on the C-Suite Radio Network. I want to thank everybody for everything that you do to make the difference in this world. It is collective. We're all doing it together. And my purpose, I'm very clear on, is to uplift you to fear less and to live more. So I wish everybody a phenomenal weekend. We'll be back here again next Friday, 8 a.m. Pacific, 10 o'clock Central, 11 Eastern. Love and gratitude to all of you. Thanks so much. Take care and all my best. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Living Fearlessly with your host, Lisa McDonald. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.